1: Eight rounds down, we have made it to rep round. City, country, uh, the Anzac test match a week later, and we've got a couple of internationals as well, Boxhead.
0: We do, we do. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think they've uh, shaped it a uh, different to you know years gone by, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Plenty of games on. Uh, I don't think we'll miss the footy. Obviously, it's tough. Tonight, we're doing the podcast instead of watching Monday Night Football. But, uh, mm.
1: yeah. Getting in one earlier, what we're going to do... Uh, We will review the games, as always. We'll start off with our Fast Five, uh, but what we're also going to do, we'll probably have a quick look over the ladder just for this point in the season, just a quick reflection on each team. Yep. And um, also, uh, at the end here, gossip not on tonight. We've had a a bit of a scheduling issue because we're both not going to be around tomorrow to record when we usually are, so there wasn't too much in the bag. We've got a few things, his tips, and I'll give you the odds from Williamhill.com. but kicking things off, as usual, with the Fast Five uh, highlight, Low light, best, worst, and uh, any questions coming out of the round. Starting off with your highlight, Brock.
0: Anzac uh, Day Marathon. Bring it on. Loved it. Yeah, it was tops, wasn't it? Um, we came here and we drank a few cans. Um, um, shorty sure uh, footy. It was a good good day. Absolute cracker.
1: Got fairly aggressive too at the TV a few times. Yeah. After uh, a few sherbs. Yeah. Uh, my,
0: oh, my, it, like... it set up my day. Titans winning. I was just smoking cigars all yeah, day. Well, Obviously, the storm getting rolled, I you weren't real it. happy.
1: No, nah, I gave it to plenty of Broncos and players after about 20 beers. And, yeah. Uh, my highlight was the Raiders' right second half on the weekend. They, they, were, enormous. they were dead and buried again. Uh Sears were cruising, had it all over them, and they just absolutely destroyed them five second-half tries. And uh, I, I'm not really agreeing with Ricky Stewart saying, oh, we're not respected, and all the other gibberish, but uh, they're a tough football team this year. They're looking a lot yeah, better. They, um, uh, I suppose that's why I wanted to go over the ladder later on, as we will, just to you know have a talk about this comp. Well, we're, we're
0: one third through of the way through the comp.
1: Yeah, exactly. And everyone's played game, second last, like all the way through, is only separated by you know a win or two, yeah. which is not usual. Usually, there's a couple of breakouts, some sitting in the middle, and a lot lingering at the bottom. But it is very, very tight, and uh, you, it's hard to draw a form line because so many teams are beating of each other. But yeah. uh, we'll touch on that later. What about your low light? Uh, players laying down. I'm not going to name any
0: names, but uh, <laughs> I agree with Trent Robinson on this one. Uh, he's called it out this week, and uh, I totally agree with him. Something needs to be done about it. Uh, there needs to be a process in place, and there just needs to be a bit of a player code. Uh, I heard Gordon Taylor talking yesterday about, you know, it was a bit of a badge of honour to get uh, injured and not show that you were hurt. It seems you like we've gone on. one eighty on that, and we've gone the total opposite uh, within you know the space of ten years. Um, You know, you you had blokes like Morley and and Webke who played with broken arms.
1: Yeah. Um, Darren Lockyer had that eye socket fixed after Jerry Bill and him played, like, two weeks later in a final. Yeah. There's Um, been some uh, crazy feats like that. And even just in general, I suppose, with the penalty situation. And I agree with that. Gus Gould said, they all lay the precedent now to get a penalty. They should all have to go get the stat test. Yeah, they should. But, you know, that's the thing. All of a sudden, they're magically cured and... uh, yeah, I think Jared Ray Hargraves, if anyone hasn't seen the footage, the trainer had uh, a player down on the ground, and when Jared ran over to tell him he laid down, he magically was healed and jumped up pretty quickly when Jared mm. came after him. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jared didn't. He only told him to stand up. Pretty much. He got him was, up He got him up pretty quick there. Yeah. It's like smelling salts when Jared comes charging after yeah. him. Uh, my low light was the performance of both the uh, potential New South Wales halves pairings. If he's still looking for a club combination, the Bulldogs and the Roosters halves certainly uh, didn't give me too much hope Looking forward, I didn't think Luke Kerry was too bad for South, but again, I don't think I'd throw him in that arena. Um, all around, to be honest, if you were talking about form, I think Blake Austin's probably the best New South Wales half right now, yeah. And you yeah, know, he'd be he, close. he's got a run in city this week, and a lot of people are going, Oh, I really? I'm like, Well, Christ, in that arena, somebody runs the football, you know, he's gonna have a go,
0: yeah. We're, um, we're gonna pick it on. We, form. we
1: could do a lot worse right now because our, our two pairings that we're potentially looking down the barrel have been absolutely horrible, yeah. The Roosters' halves have just vanished, now Maloney's had. I I looked at the the Daly M thing. He's pretty high up. I know he's maybe had one or two games, but his defense is still not great. Mitchell Pierce has just been gone the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, the Bulldogs. What's going on? Yeah, Uh,
1: they're just absolutely terrible. So yeah, I'm not telling. Not feeling too comfortable. Well, they weren't just beaten. They were bashed, weren't they? The Bulldogs. Yeah, they were absolutely murdered. And um, what what about your best best player, best uh, team, anything? I
0: uh, I had this penciled in on Friday night. Paddy Richards slotting a 55 yard penalty (laughs) goal. As a former kicker.
1: Yeah, was it, uh, it was that, a
0: cracker. You know, and beggar's belief. And as soon as he put it on the tee, I thought, you know what, well, he's gonna kick this. Mm. Um from my experience, I, I'd, I'd struggle to kick him from forty. Any any further than that, you're losing all accuracy, you're just trying to boot trying the to ball. Bash it. Yeah. Like he he doesn't boot the ball. Nah. He he hits the ball cleaner than any, any player I've ever seen kick a footy.
1: And the top of that, I suppose um, if, incredible. If you're into the technical side of things as far as biomechanics go, you've got massive levers though on like mm. his legs as far as getting that velocity. Yeah. Uh, he's got huge legs, and uh, it's,
0: it's the other hard. one. The other one I wanted to throw in, just as a little bit of side note. Alistair Clarkson for snotting that fan, <laughs> <laughs> loved it, absolutely yeah. loved. It. It's been obviously the lead story over the weekend, so
1: oh, I agree with it. Loved it. They put up with so much crap, and they're always told they have to do this, that, and, and the rest of it. But if a fan gets in your face. Uh basically headbutts yeah, go port, blah blah blah, after you scoon it up and you give him a couple of quick jabs in the throat. I've got no problem with that. Yeah. Good on Clarkson. He's got a bit of a rap sheet, but I love it. He's angry. Credit credit where credit is
0: due for yeah. AFL. He
1: he's that's, AF- a, that's he, the
0: first and last time I'll we'll ever mention AFL yes. on this podcast until another coach punches a fan. I think <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he's he's AFL's equivalent of Jeff Toovey Yes. Angry Jeff. Yes. It's, it's Angry Alistair. Uh, my best, I, I didn't really pick a player this week, but I couldn't split the, the Titans and the Raiders. I mean, again, like I said, the Raiders this year, very, very surprising, very resilient, uh, a tough football side and the Titans just, I'm blown away what a, a little bit of coaching has done and, uh, you know, how well they've come back together after a, a tough start to the year. And James Roberts, Ryan James is living up to that hype that we've heard of, so it's Roberts, Kane, LG, playing some good football, uh, just, just all around that they've been playing a good brand of football. So. Yeah. Couldn't split those two, but uh, your worst. Uh, the worst was the Hindington spear tackle. That was, yeah. yeah I, I'm a bit. I don't know what my thoughts are on it. I, I think it was I, ugly. I think I read before he's looking at five weeks, but he's. I think he's never been charged before. He's been playing for a long time. Wow. Well, so I, I, that's what I think. Flanagan was saying yesterday. I don't know personally if he's been charged, but if he's got a clean rap sheet, Frizzell... Got off a grade five with only two weeks. I, um, I know it was bad. But five weeks seems like a long time for someone who's never been charged. If he's played for almost ten seasons, mm, must be a high charge. Yeah. So yeah, either that or he's had something prior. But from what Flanagan was saying yesterday, I thought he'd never been charged before. I thought, wow, that's a okay. That's a very large charge for someone if you had a ten-year clean rapture. Yeah, it just it was an ugly tackle. Oh, it was really bad. Innis didn't help there. No, he didn't. Um, I know. I think him, the
0: only thing that saved him from being sent off was the fact that there was someone else
1: involved. Yeah, in the getting the top end of the play. But what ended him is when he went from having hands behind both legs he put one between mm. the legs which landed it to the tilt and then innis's weight on top obviously made it go haywire so yeah. uh, it was pretty ugly but yet to be seen I think three to five weeks is what he's looking at my worst was just the dogs do not think I need to touch on that too more when your coach wants you to do a warm up at half time again because he's not happy with your intensity and then you drop the ball first tackle off the kickoff I think that says all you need to know yeah, you're it's, spot on. Uh, Yeah, spot pretty, on. pretty, terrible. But questions—I uh, didn't really have too much coming out this week. Maybe just—was there anyone for any of the websites that you you thought was hard done by? Or? Well, there
0: were a few that I named. Um, I thought Gay Guy was massively hard done by. Uh, yeah, I think he should have been on a wing. Um, I was happy apart with from that. I, I thought Boy Cordner hard done boy
1: Um, I don't think he's had a great start but he's a victim also of you know kind of what's going on with the halves and then I
0: would have looked at you know they picked Nate Miles they picked Luke Lewis yeah guys that really have only sort of played a couple of good games I guess it's a loyalty policy but Uh, my argument would be there shouldn't be any loyalty because they knocked us off last year
1: yeah well I think the other thing too they're, they're saying they want to give a few of them a send off well if that was the case why didn't Justin Hodges get one last game yeah uh, you know, I know he's been injured for a little bit, missed out. But if you're going to give a send off to somebody, um, you know, he should have been as well. Probably, I'm I'm not disappointed because Chambers and. Dugan got in. I thought those two plus Gagai definitely deserved to be in. Yeah, I think um, Gagai's been their form outside back in the comp. I'm a little bit disappointed, and I know I've said this to you. I like Johnston, but I feel he gets a lot of credit for these long distance tries, which is all well and good. But it all seems to be, if you look at the 27 or whatever tries he scored, I think 20 of them English has given to him mm. in open space or crashing over.
0: Yeah, I'd have he, to go a at him. He's a
1: great player, but I think in yardage in particular. Uh, you know what, Dan Gagai is going to give you. He's yeah. going to absolutely rip and tear. I think the Kiwis for, for Johnston in, in yardage that might be a little bit of an issue, but uh, I'm not doubting his ability. But I'm more with you. I think if you're going to go for him, Dan Gagai is red hot. He will be named in the Queensland side, no doubt about it, on yeah. a wing. So um, they went with a club combo. Other than that, I, I thought Maguire and Napa out of those forwards you talked about, probably yeah. I thought those two and Merrin were the three that I had penciled for debuts if there was going to be any forward changes. I agree with Merrin, but I also thought Maguire and Napa were very, very close. Yeah,
0: I thought the obvious one for the Kiwis, like not having Benji Marshall there, is
1: Yeah, yeah look, I've, I've written a few down and I've touched on all of them. Joe Maria Hargraves and Steve Kearney don't really see eye to eye. Um, I don't know what the problem is there. I think he could definitely bring something, but they've got a very good forward pack at the moment, so lucky for him. Uh, it's probably not as big an issue as what it would have been in the past. Jason Nightingale, people mentioned he pulled out injured, so no need to get angry about that one. Benji uh, left, and I think they've decided to push forward with their two young halves, which I can't understand, but he has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. So if foreign was out, I think they definitely would have to think about it. Uh, the other one's Dean Farah. A few people asked about him. Well, that one's obvious. He's been injured as well. So um, And Tamalola hurt himself on the weekend. He would have been a shoo-in if he was healthy. Yeah, he would have been, definitely. Uh, City Country was the other one. Tolman was mentioned a lot, brought that up. He was injured, so he couldn't be named. Um, the one that got me just uh, more my position if Jack Whiten is a future origin player and he plays fullback at club then why is David Meade playing fullback for country yeah it's a fair point David Meade is not going to play origin and I, I know Whiten's probably likely to play on the centers or on the wing first in origin but if he's a fullback going forward why is he not playing in his natural position yeah agreed uh, and James Tedesco how did he not get in originally he's in now after Kiri and Walker pulled and out. put him on a wing and yeah and Wagner Blake, who's played two games of first grade, has got that spot. James Tedesco played centres for Italy, and him and Aidan Guerra played over there, absolutely murdered it.
0: Yep, I agree. That's
1: how it also confuses me. Cameron Rams is a country rugby league club, his junior club, so how's he playing for City? <laughs> I think a few years ago, they didn't they put him there? He's, it's, I, I don't know if he's put his junior club as one of the light cup maybe he played for a light cup club after but from the website has him still written down as a Camden Rams junior Camden's group 6 country rugby league yeah. so technically that'd be like us being brothers and me saying playing at bloody Belcon and scholars in Canberra means I'm a country rugby league player
0: if yeah. your junior
1: club's there I, I thought that fell in there I, I'm not really I think it's a club you graded from yeah, well, maybe, but if he's going off junior clubs, like most of them, um, he's considered a, a country boy. So, uh, for that, so far, there's been a couple of changes, not as many as usual, usually we've got a ton, but Jared Mullen, he is out, so that means Jack Bird moves into the starting side and onto the bench. I'm trying to th- remember. I can't remember who they brought in. Oh, come on, mate. Oh, I've had an absolute brain fade there. It'll come back to me. Mitchell Rain's coming on the bench. Sorry, there you go. So Mitchell Rain's coming. Shannon Boyd's now eighteenth man. Uh, and on the other side of the card, like I said, and Walker. They pulled out very, very early. Both the South players. So Blake Austin, he moves off to the bench. He's starting half with Josh Reynolds, and on to the bench they brought. Oh, they brought Tedesco in as well, and Joseph Paulo Junior. He was eighteenth man. Yeah, eighteenth man's in, and the eighteenth man Paul. now is uh, Bryce Cartwright. So uh, again. There's a couple of changes. By the end of the week, by the time we finish recording this, there's going to be a million people probably. I, I'd ask the question, who selects these sides? Oh, Christ, I, I don't know. But when I heard Trent Barrett say they were picking everyone that had something to play for, that's what brought up the David Mead thing for me. Yeah. I, and then I thought, I know country probably doesn't have another hooker because Michael Linus is a bit older and Hinchcliffe's only a fill-in, but is there no other young hookers for New South Wales? Mm. If you're going to pick like Mitchell Rain again. Why is he probably not starting over Hinchcliffe? Not off form, but who's more likely to play Origin? Yeah, I, I just think I, I think we've got to the point where
0: City Country is going to have to go to another format. I, I think if we're going to do if we're going to have an Origin trial, you just need to pick your kids, p- your best seventeen for you know. Two co- Laurie Daly needs to sit down, pick two sides of seventeen who he wants to see play an Origin trial, yeah, and say, right, I've got these five, these ten, these seven players already pencilled in. These are the spots that are open. Bang.
1: Mm. And I agree, but uh, yeah, that's what I mean about the, the White thing confused me. Tedesco. Because you're, you're
0: picking players based on uh, their eligibility, not yeah, on the uh, fact that you want, you want to actually see them.
1: Well, Joseph Fuller is not playing Origin. David Mead's not playing Origin. I know McManus is there again, and he played a game last year. But there's no way, with the with, unless there's a million injuries again, he's well down the wingers' pecking order now. Yeah. Um, we, we've got a ridiculous amount of depth in that position. Ah, uh, the, the, there's just a couple of spots. And like I said, he, no, I loved Ryan Hinchcliffe. He's a gun for Melbourne, but he got man in the match in two of those games. He's never going to play Origin. They haven't picked him. So why is Mitchell Rain, who's a young bloke who's killing at the Dragons, who's not starting at nine for country? You should be pushing the boat of the young dudes who have actually got a future at playing in these games. They're, they're, there's, there's just a few positional ones that really confuse me. Mm. So, like, Sam was one of Blake. He should be playing probably for Fiji. I know he's probably aligned to us, but how is he getting a starting spot over James Tedesco? James Tedesco has been as good, if not better, than Matt Moylan or any other contenders we're talking about. If anyone's watched Tigers games this year, mate, he's been hot wheels. He's been brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. the fact it took someone to get hurt. And the only one that gripe, and I've said this before again, Sean Fenson still hasn't got a country jersey. Crazy. He's never played for country. Crazy. That is... The, the, um, the Queenslanders always say that. If he was a Queenslander, he would have already played origin. I'm not, again, like, not even just on the origin front, but he can't even make country. Yeah, I know. He can't play for country. Oh, that's It's insanity um, I'm absolutely dumbfounded So uh, that, that pretty much wraps That side of things up We'll go through the reviews Before we uh, have a look At the ladder And where it stands At this point in time But things kicked off Friday night Not much to touch on With this one The Tigers 38-14 to 14, uh, Over the Bulldogs The Dogs Simply Were just Absolutely awful um, The Young Tigers They did the right thing They rebounded The halves were a lot better I think Moses Finally assisted a try He had not assisted one of the first seven games Yep yeah. Uh, looked a bit better. Luke Brooks didn't get much credit. I thought he had a, a pretty good game as well. And Tedesco again. Um, Ford's laid the platform, and that try from Nagama. That try assist. Wow. Crazy, yeah.
0: Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Um, look, it was a an interesting game. I, I expected to be a lot closer than what it ended up. Oh, uh, and I'm I expected the uh, the Dogs forward pack to put a mark on the game, but they just they were absent. They lacked enthusiasm, energy. Uh, their defence was pretty poor. Uh, but I thought the Tigers were great. I, I really liked the Tigers. I liked them at the start of the year. They've had some unlucky uh, results over the you know the first eight weeks, but to rebound after you know what was a hard hard loss the week before um, to sort of get out to a similar lead as well and and ice the game like they did. I thought uh, Brooks Tedesco uh, were very good. Uh, there weren't many from the Dogs that I, I sort of thought stood out. Um,
1: obviously, Nagama was great. I'd say the two for the dogs who stood out to me, and that's just because they've been sold the whole time. Curtis Rona has been a very shrewd boy. He's a top try scorer in the competition. Very good player, and Moses Mbuya. Yeah, uh, they're both very good again. But yeah. um, other than that, yeah, and Leisha, I think Leisha's gone kind of gone on the radar. There, he's done a great job. Yeah, I'm still not sold on him. Oh, I'm a big fan of Michael Leisha. I must admit, but. Uh, yeah, Tigers Tigers are very good. Um, Deloise Hoyt, very impressed. He was, he was the other one. Sorry, that that, he, was, I, he was great. I, I wrapped him a couple of years ago, and I brought it up again the other week. I have no idea how they come out and say we need back rowers and we need centers. Mm. They've got Tim Sumater, Nofaluma, Deloise Hoyt, Watson Helitar, Karazami, Seve. They've got a million kids in that spot. And then mm. the back row position right now, that forward pack lot with Sue, Sirinan, Tapau playing in the back row. Lamar Lee Lavave played the other week. I've watched their cap side. Celesti Fanaki, They got three or four guys there that were junior Kiwis and uh, kangaroos. Yeah. So there's two spots they're rich in, and they want to. Bo- they they were in for Bo Scott. Why are you wasting cap or trying to waste cap on a 31 year old, 32 year old when you've got a million kids? Yeah. That why why have you pushed this boat for the last couple of years if all you're going to do is block them out? I, I don't get it. Yeah. And I'm hearing Simone is not going to be there next year, and he's been awesome this year. But, uh, you uh know, will be it'll be a snare. They're talking through. about one, wanting to buy a centre. How about you take care of the best centre you got in your team right now? Yep. Uh, you know, uh, we'll leave that one behind. Uh, we're not going to obviously give their next fixtures. They've got the week off. We'll uh, we'll come back to that after rep round. But the Saturday, the five games, the Anzac Day. Uh, what a brilliant day that was! It kicked off over in New Zealand. The Warriors going down to the Titans, thirty-two to twenty-eight. And uh, what can you say? The Titans done it again. Oh, great. They got the job done. Um, you know, they, they closed it. Yeah,
0: completed. and uh, I just love the footy they're playing.
1: It's brilliant, isn't they it?
0: They just compete. They push up. Um, they pass the ball. They're not scared to use skill. And they, they're defensively, they're pretty solid. And they just waited for the Warriors to do what the Warriors do. And that's make silly errors and give well, away silly penalties it's and... been
1: touched on even the week before if you complete high and hang in regardless of what the score is you generally get your opportunities I think the Cowboys the week before completed close to 90% and they got the job done in the end yeah. you kind of wait for the Warriors to give you opportunities but um, I give even more weight to this win considering they lost a couple of players Simpkins did his knee I think Pettiborne uh, ended up playing that was supposed to be out. Taylor was suspended, and they went across the ditch as well yeah. and got the job done. But Kane L G again, took another step on his last game and uh, really sealed himself as a great player. They controlled things in the halves. James Roberts continues to impress, and Ryan James, uh, if there was any knock before on his potential, I think he's, he's taken another step closer to showing that he might be a bolter uh, for yeah. the New South Wales side. But yeah. uh, all in all, they've been super impressive uh, Hoffman got knocked out Bird's on report so I'm not too sure when that decision going think, to be made I don't think
0: Bird will I don't think it was look, too I, bad Bird isn't isn't a clean player you know nah, don't get me wrong I, I he, he, he always lives on the edge but I didn't think I didn't mm. think he had much to answer for in that regard
1: well I was hoping to find out tonight I haven't heard anything yet uh, mind you we've had dinner in the last couple of hours so I haven't had a real good look but uh, I think he'll be cleared to play the test match. You would think so? And uh, the half crossed. He, he, I was very surprised how groggy he was. I, I didn't think there was too much in it, but
0: no, nah, one of those innocuous. He, holes, he doesn't lay it down. You see him half, every now and then, yeah.
1: But yeah, he was, he was, he was, you know, legitimately rattled when he, he was. Off. And uh, I just want to send my regards to David Fussy tour Another tackle. I didn't think there was much in him. Off in a neck brace. Yeah. So uh, at first I, I was a bit fifty-fifty on what happened there, but when uh, when the neck brace comes out, that's that's taken seriously. So yeah, uh, best wishes to David Fussy Tour. I hope he is in good spirits and good health, and we'll we'll find out more very soon. But the next game in the Hunter region, after ridiculous storms, they got a bit of a treat with a cracker of a game, the Cowboys versus the Newcastle Knights, 26-24. The Cowboys got the job done again. uh, They built a nice first-half lead. Things were going well. Uh, They they seemed to be in control. They gave up the lead, but they held on in the end, and surprise, surprise, it's been this move in the spine as well as their forwards digging in. James Tamiel got in the end of the match in that game. Him and Scott dug in after losing Greenville. And uh, also Jason Tamalot early on, a real, real tough win on the road. But that, that spine, since Coot's come back in, Morgan with Thurston's taken a bit of the pressure off, and the front row is laying the platform, uh, it's, it's quite simple. Give JT some room. Mm. He's got a bit of a sidekick, and they got a third option at the back. Um, you know, they win games. Definitely. And they're now,
0: uh, I think they're in the top four. I think they're fourth. And um, if they can manage to stay there, Jag a few wins now obviously it's wrapped round if they can if they can jag 1 or 2 before origin jag 1 or 2 during origin um and keep themselves at least in touch with that top four they'll, they'll come home flying and look out if they land in
1: the top four and again i touched on how crazy this competition is newcastle start four and arrow. now they've lost four in a row yeah so four and four and i think the cowboys in, in the a sharks similar.
0: have sharks have done the same well the sharks lost their first four 1 uh, 3 one 3 and obviously yeah. lost in the weekend but um, just some crazy form reversals. You're right. Newcastle won the first four and they've lost
1: their last four. Mm. And then we got Souths and the Roosters, both on losing strokes as well. Yeah. Four in a row for the Roosters, three in a row um, for Souths. Now the Melbourne Storm have been up and down. Manly, well they've won every game and they've lost the, to Manly twice. Yeah, and and the Cowboys obviously who are on the bottom of the table. Yeah, crazy. Manly's only beaten us. Uh, you know, it, it's been an absolutely nuts comp so far. Yeah, They're a very good one. Uh, the Knights, people are calling for blood. They're saying loyalty's not paying for much. They want tight Roberts out. Um, there's been a lot of crazy calls. I'm hearing a lot of fans blowing up saying Memo needs to get a run before he leaves. Why is Matauti not playing? There's a lot of fair calls there, and I stick to it again. Uh, I'm not Kirk Kidley's biggest fan. I think we've all established that. He's been a good player, but honestly, if Matauti played for Australia and you were just patching him up as usual in one of these spots, and I mean Kirk Kidley, he needs to move. Yep. Matauti should be your fullback. Yeah, and if they're worried about Memo, I'll throw this out there again. McManus has been a great servant, um, but he's surely punching close to 30s now. Yeah, If Memo is the real deal and you want to sign him, I don't think he will re-sign if he's guaranteed a spot at Manly compared to re-signing and staying in the New South Wales Cup. Yeah, so if they're going to blood these kids. But more to the point for Newcastle fans, I think your frustration is warranted. But at the same time, there's not really any forwards there from the bring in as far as that side of the ball goes either.
0: Yeah, We
1: all knew at the start of the year they were a bit light on there. We said that. Um, they exceeded our expectations to start things off, but now you're starting to see the real results. Yeah, exactly. There, there's not a lot of depth there. That's probably their big issue. Um, and halves, I know people are calling for Roberts, but I still think Mullen over such a long period of time hasn't been as good as what he's supposed to be hopped up to be. So I don't think you complain <laughs> everything on Tyron Roberts. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, they're, they're, all, they're all knife and Roberts. You, and love, Roberts,
1: you love Newcastle. They're right? only knife
0: and Roberts, though. Yeah. You can't blame Torin Roberts. I'd look probably more at the forward pack. I think the forward pack was dominant, uh, yeah, and, and intimidating that, that's in the first four out. weeks. And Kate Snowden, I've seen these phrases been bad, but they've just been matched no. in that regard. And they're not producing points I know, after out of the four games they won in a row at the start. And I was one to say that there was a few there which they could have easily lost. So Ball. and there's been a few games in this four that they could have easily won. So I think they just they're going to be that side, Newcastle. They're, yeah. they're going to compete every week. They're tough. They're gritty. Um, and they're going to be round about the eight, I'd imagine.
1: Well, I've got to throw it, like I said, it's not just Roberts, let's put it that way. If you're all frustrated there, if you're only pointing the finger at Ty and Roberts, bash it on yeah, tape, man, there's, there's a table. It's a team support. Yeah, 100%. It's a team sport. And uh, it's not just him, let's put it that way. Well, Kurt Kidley basically
0: came out and blamed himself, so I don't know why they're carving up Ty and Roberts. Thanks,
1: Kurt. Yeah. Backing, up, backing up my case. <laughs> you can't, you can't, yes. you can't look his teammates in the eye, he said. Oh, so. uh, Tox. Kurt. Turn around. <laughs> every now and then. Well, he's probably going to the UK, so it's about time. Make space, let mentality get in, let some of these kids get in. Now we move on to the craziest game I've ever seen, and that's purely because since I've been alive, I've never seen a game pulled off.
0: Yeah, the,
1: the traditional Anzac clash, the Roosters versus the Dragons, 14-12. Um, that weather, wow, incredible, big time. One of the, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen, uh, <laughs> haven't seen anything like that since I've been alive. I've played in some bad weather, but not like that kind of rain, Boy, that hail. That was, that was where.
0: Wow. Yeah, me too. Right. Mate,
1: I've never seen that. Ray Warren said he's only ever seen that once before. So that, yeah, that's, well, that's sort he, he's watched a about. lot of footy. Unbelievable. Yeah. That was back on the card table days, you said, on the ground. So yeah. I, I can only imagine when that was. That, that would have been yonks ago, yeah. well before we were conceived. But and, uh,
0: and the quality of the grounds would have been um, a lot worse then as well. So I, I, I would oh, imagine it would have been easier or more likely for it to happen back then now. Yeah, with the way the grounds um, drain and, and the condition they're in, Unbelievable that that it came to that. But I guess the the lightning and hail, there's not much else they could have done. I I totally agree with them going off the field. I think they handled it perfectly. Mm,
1: No doubt about that. Uh, This game, there was points early before things got too wet. It was still wet from the start, but uh, the delay, they got back out there. I think it's as simple as this. I thought St. George stuck strong. Uh, They got into the grind and they played to the conditions again. Whereas I thought the Roosters are still trying to run their plays, shift the football, pushing the envelope in that wet. They weren't willing to get into the battle, and they've got a good enough forward pack. I thought they should have joined in with the Dragons and got the arm wrestle. And their halves to me, the
0: Dragons know who they are, don't they? Really?
1: Yeah, and that was the flip side. I was going to say, their halves managed the game. Widop and Benji absolutely managed that game to a tee. The kicking was beautiful. Uh, they choked things, they put the ball out of touch, they just strangled the Roosters, whereas the Roosters' halves were completely absent. Yeah, uh, They were null and void. In they their lacked game.
0: direction, didn't they, the Roosters? Mm,
1: 100%. No. And they just
0: needed to put the ball in the corner, chase hard and play the conditions, but they, they really did. And even towards the end of the game, they had plenty of
1: chances to win. Yeah, and I think it's that, that the was the difference. The halves were the difference. Their forwards dug in, uh, You know, they got in the grind and they were denied a try that was a certain try and it's the second time this year where it's a very obvious one that you should have checked much like the Tottenham P one early on which was a clear try and yep. uh, they just completely denied it so even more credit to them they didn't hang their head down after that and get stuck in the dumps so they got the job done so yeah, uh, good on the Dragons they're, they're just absolutely pairing on I'm still blown away if right, you tell yeah, me the Roosters they deserve building, to be where they are oh massively and I'm just more impressed like I said defence in this day and age, and in all age groups, we know is an attitude. Yeah, it's not how much you train and technique and everything else you do. Defence is an attitude and wanting to dig in for your teammates. And uh, like I said, they don't have the best side in the comp, that's for sure. But if they defend like that for this whole year, I'll tell you right now they'll be around. They'll be. In the if eight. you defend like that, they'll be more than in the eight. They'll be hanging around the final four if they play their football like that for the rest of the year. Definitely. That kind of defence is what wins your comps. So, um, great win by them. Down to Melbourne, they lost again to the Eagles. The only team they can beat, uh, Jeff Tuvi said he wishes he could play Melbourne every week. Uh, they were leading 10 ten-two at halftime, Manly. Oh, uh, sorry, Melbourne. I thought they had the predominant amount of the football as well, but they just didn't do anything with it. No. Uh, Cooper Cronk again, as I've said, I've been a little bit critical. He's still not really ticking over. Green probably the better one for Melbourne again. Um, you know, not not a great night all around for most of the Melbourne players. They thought this was probably their worst game of the year by the other Melbourne, uh, by the Cowboys game. Sorry. Yeah. That they were pretty flat and. 10-2 uh, at half time. Did bank enough points? They had the run, but the second half they didn't. Daily Cherry Evans just decided, much like he did in the last game, to take over and put us to bed. Yep. Um, he set up both tries. He kicked well. He controlled the game. It was, just, it was an ugly game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a great game. What you expect for these two? Yeah. But, uh, the weather
0: obviously played its part in that. But... I think Cherry Evans definitely the difference.
1: Yeah. Uh, he, was. he was very, very good. I thought George Tufil wasn't too bad. I on thought his. Manley's
0: forwards did a pretty good job. Holding Melbourne's fours, I don't think they dominated them nah, by any nah. means, but they held they held their own. I thought
1: Simon's and Horro in particular,
0: uh, it just shows you the if, if they can sort of it just hold their own, they're going to be in a lot of games. Yeah, and
1: they, on top of that, I think we forgot to mention that Brett Stewart and Foreman came back, so they had a few more key players that help out. Um. It's a no-brainer. Once they get their full squad back,
0: they're going to win more games than they lose, I'd imagine. Yeah, they still need. A bit it's of just help whether them. they're in in a deep enough hole to to you know have them miss the eight already, but that remains to be seen. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Beer unfortunately did his other ACL. I thought he was having a pretty good game up until that point. So,
0: yeah, unfortunate.
1: Yeah, he's looking at a bit of a long-term spell there and Billy Slater didn't play but he's been picked for the Australian side now. So, um, crazy. Coming back a bit earlier. i but... not sure how uh, Craig Bellamy would feel about that. Nah, well, they said they didn't really, you know, they were going to let him choose with even with this injury with Melbourne, so uh, funny to see how this plays out, but I think he said if he doesn't feel right, he's no way he's going to risk it. So we still might see Michael Jennings come in and Greg Inglis yeah. move to fullback. But this uh, absolute extravaganza of a rugby league wrapped up with the Broncos getting a win over the Eagles, 28-16, to 16, up at Suncorp Stadium. And this, again, this wasn't the flashiest game in the world, that's for sure. Big time. Uh, oh, big time. It was 8-4. Uh, at half-time. It was pretty ugly. Um, you know, they get the 10-all. It was nice and tight, and you were kind of just waiting for somebody to take control of it. And uh, In the end, it was a bit of brilliance by Cody Nikorima flicking the ball back to Milford, and then iced by another Milford try after. Yeah, uh, They got him across the line. So Brisbane, similar kind of deal. They had a bad start of the year, but uh, since then, they've just marched on. They have, yeah.
0: And again, they know who they are. They're playing simple. Um, I said at the start of the year that a lot of coaches would be happy to be 4-4, four and four. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and you just want to keep things simple. You're going to win a lot of games just by doing the basics right. And I think Brisbane and St George are the two uh, real standout examples of that. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're flashiest sides in the world. I don't think they've got the best rosters, but they're definitely uh, playing nah, the playing most disciplined tough. football. Josh yeah, McGuire
1: playing tough tougher football. You know, Sam Thiday again, he's really reawakened uh, him. I thought Hodges was good. Uh, you know, Hunt didn't have his best game, but th- this is a sign of when you're a better side. He- he's usually been carrying him. Everyone else kind of chipped in, and they got across the line. Yep. Milford had a better game, and uh, on the power side, of things oh, I don't really know what to say. Brett Afremo got a hat trick, um, you know, but the halves weren't great. I, I thought Norman in-, in flashes, much like Sandow again, but there's too many errors or missed tackles uh, on the opposite of you know, every time they do one good thing, there's too many bad things that come on the flip side of it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I still think they're missing players, but again, we were we're speaking about signings earlier on. I'm still confused. Uh, we were a bit opposite on the Watmow buy. I wasn't big on it because of the money, but now they've bought both, Scott. I'm really confused.
0: Oh, I could I could handle one. Um, and don't get me wrong, Wat, Watmow's not playing real good footy. There's, there's an instance awful. in that game where uh, a kick went in, and uh, Milford picked the ball up, and Watmow didn't even try and tackle it. I
1: can't honestly say he's had a good game this year. Um, Every game I've watched, I thought he's been pretty I thought good.
0: round money was pretty good um, against Manly, but... You know that form now doesn't look that great because you, you look at Manly's form. Um,
1: well, my issue, like I said here before, obviously was, the South
0: Sydney game it was it, it was pretty good, and
1: they got Paulo, Paulie, Paulie, Ma'u, Maroa. You know they've got a, a pretty decent young forwards coming through, and they've got a couple of others uh, still coming up as well and they've forked out a ridiculous amount of money to take Watmao off Manly. We, we heard 700, 800, which is absolutely ridiculous for a bloke who's getting late to his 30s. and not a long-term deal. Yeah. And now you get Scott, who's coming at 30, 31, uh, in the same boat. He's going to get half a million dollars. So you've got $1.3 or $1.2 million tied up in two blokes uh, that are rep players, you know, in quotation marks, but they're, they're on the back end of that. Yeah. I'm very confused. They've put so much money into two very old players in their forward pack. Mm. Um, but, you know, things need to turn around. We're hearing that Chrissy Sandow, who was going to re-sign, that, that's a bit of a 50-50 right now. So that's also an interesting thing we have to watch going forward. Mm. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting how that plays out. Broncos just got the job done. Sunday, there was two games awesome. kicking off with the Panthers versus the Sharks. And uh, Penrith, That the, they dug out a tough win, 26 to 18 over the Sharkies, I really felt that the, the Sharks were in control for the first half. Um, they led in a couple of tries every every time they seemed to get the ascendancy, and they went into halftime at 18-12. Uh, particularly when Lewis Luke Lewis went off, I, I felt they kind of lost their way a little bit. Yeah, so I were really in control, and I felt when he went off, there was a few moments there where you know Penrith would jump back into the game.
0: I, I thought it was going to be whoever scored four tries would win, and that's what happened. Um, the Sharks just don't have many points in them, you know, you saw that on Monday night they're they're going to win, if they're going to win games it's going to be be by small margins um, with uh, small total scores Um, but as you said, it was was a flip of of the coin Uh, they just lost their way at the back end they they had plenty of chances to win it um, but Penrith in the end uh, came out on top and as you said I I thought first half Penrith were probably six point scoreline probably flooded Penrith a little but uh, I thought Penrith were by far the better team in the second half, considering all their injuries. Um, it was a good result. Well, obviously, you think the Sharks miss Paul Gallen, oh. or do you think that, that it loosens them up a little bit? At- I
1: thought. I thought this last few weeks. I had a few people ask what I thought about how they were playing, and I said I think it suits their style of football. Mm. Uh, what's happened? Getting Lewis back, you know, he offers a little bit on the edge. So you know, Bird plays direct. He plays fairly simple. But with him and Lewis, they've kind of got a pair working the right side of the field. Robson kind of just steers things around with Innis in the middle and uh, kicks, and I thought that with Wade Graham, he pretty much owns the left anyway, and Valentine yeah. Holmes has opened him up. So I, I, think
0: like. they, I, I think they obviously miss him, but I think
1: uh, they miss It the opens work. him up a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. It does open him up because he's not taking hundred carries. Mm. Um, you know that, that's what the gal does when he's there. I'm not knocking his work. His work's outstanding, but. Yeah. When he's not there, they've got a few more skilled players, particularly in the, they don't have great halves, but in the, the back uh, row in particular, yeah. they've got two blokes that have played in the halves that offer him you know, a great deal of right on the edge. Point yeah, so of difference. They've got enough pieces there now where I like the way they play that football. They're still tough, they're dynamic, but you've got Lewis and Bird on the right, uh, you know, Wade runs the left side, and then Holmes floats around. So I like the way they're going. Uh, yeah. Looking forward, I'd be pretty happy if I was their coach, but as I've touched on before, I'm more dirty every time I watch them. <laughs> Uh, to think about the fact that Tyson Frizel should still be there, uh, Michael Leisha should still be there, Tyron Peachy and Chad Townsend should still be there. Mm. If all those guys were still at their junior club, which for some reason they never signed any of them, uh, that would have a pretty impressive young side moving forward right now. Yeah, agree.
0: Uh, And
1: then you add in, like I said, of Holmes who they finally kept one and they stole Jack Bird. Didn't he have some sort of game yesterday? Oh, Valentine Holmes. Uh, he's been talked about as a bolter for the Queensland side if they need a backline spot and... He definitely wouldn't look out of place, that's for sure. No way. Um, Yeah, second half is where they lost it, that's for sure. First half, I thought they had their opportunities. I let Penrith in. Moylan put the icing on most of the moves, but uh, I thought John had one of his better games too. He looks a little more confident now after the injury. Lewis Brown was pretty brilliant as well. I thought Uh, McKendree was solid. Yeah, he was pretty good too. Uh, Luke Lewis Heard his knee Came back on But I don't know If that's a concern For Australia or not Heinington As I said He's facing Three to five weeks Depending on whether He fights the charge Or takes the guilty plea mm. uh, And one out of this I forgot to touch on Dallin a got picked yeah, again he's, he's gone For New Zealand But first of all He breaks his foot And misses the, the Four Nations And now he's up For a dangerous throw charge We don't know Whether he's going to Contest it Or yeah, take well, the guilty plea But
0: regardless He's out He's so out, he's out Unless he beats the charge
1: So yeah. uh, that's pretty unlucky Two really? times to be picked, you break your foot, and now you're looking at getting suspended. Unbelievable. Um, not not really good luck there. But oh, that was a really tough win by Penrith without a lot of players against.
0: So. No, agreed, mate. It was. Four and three. I said, yeah, like last week, I, I sort of said, I can, I know on the podcast, I said that if they get to the three and five, then they they wouldn't be panicking, but they'd be disappointed with that, mm. considering the amount of injuries they've had. To be at four and four, uh, and and very much in touch with the top four, top eight. I think Ivan Cleary would be happy with that. Um, But I stress... And a two-weeks
1: off is only going to help them. Yeah, and I stress on my side of things, I like where the Sharks are heading right now. Chuck the Fafita brothers back in and give them a little more punch in the middle, and the error rate down as they have the last few weeks and they get in that grind. There's enough on both edges with Graham, Lewis, Bird, and our homes at the back to actually offer something in attack Along with the tough, uh, toughness in the forwards in the middle. So.
0: Well, I think we're getting we're, we're obviously getting to the point where the competition is going to get diluted a little bit. This mm. next eight, eight games is going to be diluted and then you get the run home. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, where the table is now, it's probably a fair indication of eight games. Over the next eight weeks, it's going to be mumbled, jumbled and you're going to get... Uh, people are going to look better, or teams are going to look better than what they actually are. Yeah, well, it depends. And some on teams are going to look worse than what they actually are. So, who, rep affected yeah, um, also? Yeah, the and then we'll get the the turn for the finals, which will be, uh, you know, really, really, really good. And it's it's shaping up to be a very, very tight competition. We say that every year. Well, last year it went all the way back
1: down to thirteenth, I think. For like last spot now it's it's 16 yeah, I think this year especially with the rep effect as you've just touched on I think it's going to be even worse yeah. I think the log jam is going to be absolutely ridiculous and uh, it's going to be great oh, it absolutely dumbfounds me to think what we're going to be staring down the barrel of but things finished up at Barlow Park up there in Cairns South took their game there Against the Canberra Raiders, who were massive outsiders, and uh, I had a nice win over the weekend. I had the Dragons and the, and the Raiders in a multi $2.84. Thanks to WilliamHill.com, it paid $12. Good times, so great times. But 16 4 at half time, the Bunnies looked in control. Uh, they had control of the middle of the field, Canberra making some errors, not looking too comfortable. Uh, even though I didn't think Souths were looking too crash up, they were still just rolling over uh, the old Raiders. But second half, the Raiders came Can out. Did the game change? i tell you what, they won it again from their forwards. Their forwards took a stand. Boydie, Vorney, Nua got on the back of that. They all took a stand. The dual hooker system, like I said, Hodgson's been great. I've been dying for Baptiste to get around. His He's two weeks now. He's contributed something off the bench. Mini-MG. Yeah. Jack Whiten's brilliant at the back. They've actually got a spine now. Mm. And Austin and Sam Williams are a great halves pairing. Austin yep. and Papali combined twice on that right for a try. Wong has plugged that defensive hole they needed in the centers on that side. Um, they've really fixed up a lot of problems yep. in their team, and uh, I'm—I have to throw them in there again. Like a side with the Sharks, that I, I could honestly say, if they made the eight, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of sides that could make the bottom of the eight. Yep. Um, and then they're well, right. I can argue with that,
0: mate. I, there is an absolute logjam of teams, and uh, you can't rule any of them out. Nah, no, way. I was super impressed. No, they were great. They, um, five tries in the second half—that's—that's that's awesome. Yeah, they just seem—they seem to be a streaky side. So they're either really bad. Like you look at that first twenty minutes last week against Canberra, uh, mm. against sorry against the Tigers, they're really bad, and they streaked at the last twenty minutes. Uh, again, this week first half right. wasn't they're the right. best, and then man, they just streaked again. Right.
1: Look, yeah, at, they're look at, at the forwards, though. When, you, when they're rolling, they're rolling. And I've said this to someone the other day, that they were talking about needing to buy props. So I said, if anything, they've transitioned nicely. Like, Tils has just moved on. Yeah. Shillington's on the outer. They moved Lars on. So they had big money and three gun props. Now you've got Vaughn, who's made country again. Boyd is 18th man. So those two big boppers. And they got Nua Salah, who, on his best days, can be absolutely brilliant. He's been quite the roosters. But those three have brought fresh legs, you know, a bit of speed, power, and a bump. Soliola's plugged a gap. Papali's starting to warm to the task again. Yep. Um, their forward pack started to do what it did a couple of years ago. Right. When they lay the platform, and, Blake, got, and then you've uh, got Blake Austin, who was almost, when he got bought there, it reminded me of when I was there in 2010 watching Terry Campese. Campese's at his best when that year, when he ran the football. Yep. When they roll and he gets a chance to run or ball play, nine times out of ten he's going to run, he looks great. Mm. And Sammy yeah. Williams just offers a safe kicking game. Whiten's growing at the back. The dual hookers, as I said, they're growing nicely. Ah, definitely. South's I'm a little bit worried about. Walker. Well, Uh, they're missing Reynolds. He hurt the knee. Big time. Oh, big time. (laughs) GI had some knee problems again. Uh, Like you said, Reynolds, massive loss. Yeah. Absolutely huge. I I think... I think they're just... I I did
0: say this. I remember saying this at the start of the year. There's going to be a a point in time where the backside just falls out of south because you can't maintain that sort of form through no, the competition. No, and
1: they're still missing Sutton and I thought, I said it last year, I thought that left edge was going to be a problem. Um, you know, I think Ready again, I know they got Gray in there but I still think there's someone that can take Ready spot and they, they, they just don't have the depth. Mm. Uh, I don't think the bench is as good. The well, so
0: many sides which do have depth, really. There's not many in the comp. The Roosters.
1: Yeah. Penrith are showing their depth right now. They're battling.
0: But, I mean, they've really, really it. solid depth that you can sustain being a, a
1: premiership force or a top four team. Not, not many teams have it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think they've got a few blokes. And like you said, Walker, Kiri's pulled out with an injury from City Country. Now, there's a few guys with niggles and their side's just not quite what it was last year. So, uh, they're feeling the pinch a little bit at the moment. I have no doubt they'll be in the eight somewhere. A few
0: eyebrows raised about Kiri pulling out.
1: Yeah, well, I saw a bit of a pun today saying, is it because he's got a foot in either camp that he's hurt? One in yeah. Queensland, one in New South Wales. Yeah, so. he's doing the split. Um, I, I, I just have to touch on this quickly. I know the eligibility rules say what they are, but to me, he was born in Queensland. He grew up in Queensland. He's not a New South Welshman. Yeah. I don't care about the eligibility rules. I think it should be smarter than that. Yeah. He's born in Ipswich. He's not a New South Welshman. I don't care if he played his first junior football here. Kids are Queenslander. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. You know? And vice versa. They should have done the same thing to English or any of these other guys where they got their rules. You're born in Barrowville, guess what? You're a blue. Yeah. Uh, I still am very confused. Now they're like, no, nah, he's been graded here, so he's a blue.
0: Yeah. Um, I, for me, it's just a no-brainer. Like, it just, you just, you've, you're born with a passion for
1: either one state or the other. Well, so it's the same as the Cronk one. They said he was born here, which I get, but he only lived here for a year or two. But he mm. grew up in Queensland. So on that side of things... If you've lived your 16 out of, you know... or sorry, 20 years out of bloody 22 in Queensland, yeah. I kind of get that. You've grown up there. Like, one or two years old, you don't know where you are. Yeah. But if you were born and raised and played all your football up there until you're 16, 17 years old, like Kiri did, and you've been here for a couple of years for your first football, and now all of a sudden you're a blue, that doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, but I, I like Craig Inglis running out at Suncorp Stadium. Like, he... He would never have seen Suncorp Stadium. He lived in New South Wales. No, nah, like, so I mean. That'd be like us wanting to play. The, there's got kind of to be more... I don't understand it.
1: The grading thing doesn't make sense to me either, though. Because if Kiry's lived there until he was 16, and now all of a sudden he's a blue, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm. He's born and bred and raised in Queensland. I think um,
0: just, at, just at maybe age 18, they just get to pick who
1: they want to play for. Oh, I don't know about that. I just think this should be a little more transparent. Like they, they confuse it so much. Like He's based, he's been lived there most of his life yeah. by the last couple of years. Cooper Crock, like I said, born here, moved at one or two years old, grew up in Queensland. So he he's, totally he exactly. doesn't remember New South he's Wales. A, he's a Queenslander. So he's grown up there for 16, 17 years. Like that's, yeah. I, I don't see how that's so hard to figure out. Mm. Uh, but that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. Uh, like I said, no gossip. I'll get on to his stuff fairly soon. But while I've got you here, Brock, I suppose we'll just have a quick look at the NRL ladder as it stands. Uh, Obviously, we've got the Broncos and the Dragons after eight games, both uh, six wins, equal first there. I think the Broncos slightly edged them out just on four and against, but man. You want to talk about great defensive records. The Dragons have only conceded 86 points. They're the only team who is not in triple figures so far, the closest to them is the Melbourne Storm. They're the second best defensive side in the competition at 116, so they're 30 points it's better. Less than 11 points a game. Yeah, it's pretty mental. Uh, the scoring side of things is a different story, but that doesn't really matter um, when you know when you can defend your points, which yeah. at the moment they but can. But I think that's the that's the area they're going to have to address
0: because and the other the thing... sides will only, you know, well. I've got during throw, this, during yeah, this
1: middle part of the year, it's going to be soggy. and. But I'm still going to throw it out there. Melbourne were number one with the Roosters, and everyone said, oh, they're going to put too many points on. Melbourne couldn't crack them. Roosters couldn't crack them. Broncos have scored the second or third most. They couldn't crack them either. Mm. So I, I think they're, if anything, they've got more room to improve their attack. They still haven't clipped there.
0: No, that's, that's what I'm saying.
1: My only thing, like I said the other way I week, just
0: think on the run home, once the weather starts to heat up again... Um, Sides will really, really start to get the whips cracking and that's where I've got question marks over the Dragons. But um, I, I think they've they've put themselves in a position now where really they've only only probably got to win
1: seven of their last 16 and they'll make the eight. Yeah, well, they've almost banked. I think you need to win half your games, basically. Well, they're already they're halfway they can, they're there. Getting so the
0: 13 wins.
1: Yeah. So if we look at the Broncos and the Dragons. Uh, I'd have to say the way they're playing right now, um, they're going to lose Merrin, Dugan, come Origin, time. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Anyone else? Yeah, no, not really. uh, that, that may hurt a little bit, but it depends what their roster is, I suppose. Strength of schedule at that time of year. Brisbane, you know, they're going to lose a couple of players, but I think we've seen enough, and they've got enough on their side to think they're going to be uh, near or around the eight. We move on to third place, Melbourne, and the Cowboys. They're third and fourth there with five wins. Uh, Melbourne blew that Cowboys game and both the games against Manly. I think the first one, they were very unlucky. We spoke about the tournament payer try yep. and obviously the double movement, but hey, can't blame that. And on the weekend, they, they were just flat. Yeah. They weren't there. So their two wins were, you know, full credit to Manly. Melbourne could be undefeated, but as we know, this, this is a very tough competition. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, Corabidi. Melbourne, Melbourne, to me, uh, Look,
0: looked aside side. Most dangerous potentially.
1: Yeah, well, Cora Beattie comes and, in, and the
0: Cowboys. Oh, I think the Broncos and Dragons have been the strongest teams through this period, but I think the Storm and the Cowboys have got more upside than both of them.
1: Well, again, I think reps looking at Storm and Cowboys in third and fourth hurts these two. They well, need to bank key position plate, Need right? to bank points. Uh, Smith Slater Cronk We've already already know that Cooper Cronk's getting needles for injuries. Slater. We well, if they go if minor. they
0: go four and four through this next period. And get themselves to nine and seven, somewhere around there. You're going to be, they're going to be sitting, you know, fourth to eighth, and then make a run.
1: Well, I still think they need to at least grab three or four wins before this uh, Origin thing yeah. comes around. I think when they come back from rep round, I just
0: think they'll look at it in either month blocks or or an eight week block. Like we've just been through an eight week block. You're now going to go through a rep period of eight weeks, um, and then obviously the eight to run home. I just think during this period, if they can both go four and four. Uh, they're going to be in a, a really, really good position to turn. Yeah, well, Green, same as Brisbane. Like if Brisbane could, could even go three and uh, three and five, they they put themselves in a similar position to Mel- uh, Melbourne and the Cowboys because obviously they're going to lose a lot of
1: players to Origin as well. Yeah, Green's been brilliant. Helped out the halves there. Man's plugged that side. Corrobiony, uh, absolute revelation. Depth an issue for them, but like we said, that'll be tested especially around rep time. Cowboys Greenville's plugged in nicely at nine there. Ethan Lowe's been good on the edge. The props are back to their best form. Uh, Cook coming in they, they, they've figured things out nicely I think those two will be around the money but then we move on to the logjam of teams of fourth so from fifth back to 11th all these teams equal are the West Tigers fifth Rabbitohs sixth Titans Panthers Knights Raiders and Bulldogs they're all four and four uh, four and against bit the there. the Tigers I look at and I think again similar to last year um, they could easily be they've got and the potential two. but when they lose Farris, they should probably Woods, should be six and two when they've got Farron Woods out, I would have been more worried. This year, I'm not as worried, no, because those guys have come up. We've seen Tapio, we've seen Sue. They've been very, very strong. See a lot of fun guys. Simone's come up to a new level. Yeah. Well, um, they led the Dogs by 18. They led the Raiders by 22. Yeah, well, there's two games they shouldn't have blown again. So, I they think, could have easily beaten South. So. South, we talked about. Uh, I think they'd be around the money when everyone's back. But it's not good to have injury concerns or niggles already, like in Walker. Reynolds missing some time, Sutton missing time, and they don't have as great a depth this year. So they are a little bit there, but I think it's particularly the middle where they're struggling. The Burgesses aren't going too bad, but it's a lot of burden to carry, losing T.O., uh, you know, Big Sam. That had a much more dominant, angry pack, and I touched on that earlier in the year. There's a lot more skill probably in this side, but I don't think they have the enforcement they used to. And, mm. um, you know, there's a couple of sides now that can match it with them. The Titans, now that's one that intrigues me because you think at seventh bird... They're the same. They're, Bird and Miles. There's are There's four go games
0: out. there. They could have easily won. They they lost the first game in Golden Point. Um, obviously, they got flogged by the Panthers. Yeah, they got beat comprehensively by uh, the Broncos. Um, but there's been they've been in, in every game. Yeah, the other one was the the game they lost to the Knights. They could have
1: easily won that. And again, I think their depth is, is one of their big issues. They've got a couple of injuries, but Origin hurts them with uh, Miles and Bird going out. But Mind you, if, if no, that, I like the forwards we on the bench. If James goes as well, that's going to hurt. Yeah, um, I don't think he will. But if, if you know, if Roberts stays and the halves are good and everything kind of pushes forward, maybe James doesn't go. I think, depending again on the strength of schedule, good chance we move on to the Panthers there at eight. They're four and four. I think they'd be happy considering yeah. they're missing eight players. Yeah, missing your start and halves, couple of dudes there. Uh, full strength I've Parents seen. are happy to be where they're at Full yeah. strength I think they're top four Yeah That's just me So I think that's the easiest thing you can say If they get healthy They'll come home with a wet sail And they're not going to be really rep affected No So they've got a couple well, of key Well points they're, Well they're two points adrift of um,
0: Two points adrift of
1: the top four Yeah And let's think about it Who's going to play rep football Mansour was in the running, but no. he's got the knee injury. Well, you're probably going to have none. And they've got Kiwis in those So, yeah, Moylan's got Dugan for stiff competition there. He's probably not going to play him more bar fullback. Yeah. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective, they're probably going to be untouched. The Knights uh, at 4-4, four and four, I, I had them going down lower at the start of the year, and I'm starting to see what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I think there's not much to bring up well, right now. We only now. had a small
0: sample size when they went 4-0, and but yeah. now you've got
1: a bigger sample size and they've they've gone 50-50. I'm, I'm happy, I'm probably happy not to put a pen through them, but they're one I don't see making the 8. I know it's very early to call it. I agree. Um, but out of the sides we've gone through, if you said to me, like, say, Titans being up there or Dragons being up there, am I surprised? Yes, but from what I've seen, do I think they'll drop out? I think they've got a chance. But the Knights, even at 4-4, four and four, I still am not a really big fan. Uh, I think they're a 50-50 team, so
0: I think they could they could go really close. Bench
1: and forward pack for me, not enough. Uh,
0: but you look at the sides around them, like the Bulldogs, the Roosters, the Warriors, I see Raiders, more upside in there. I,
1: I see my upside even in the Sharks is far down. So, yeah, okay. Um, you know, well, Manly you move well. on to the Raiders again, they're four and four. Again, like I said, they've found Hodgson, Baptiste, so they've got two nines, Whiten at fullback. Uh, the forwards we've got Boyd, Vaughan, like I said, playing country again. Fenson's there. Papali's getting back to his better form. If they're on, they're building into a nice side. Yeah. So they're another one of these sides I can. I want to see
0: him just be consistent, that's all.
1: Yeah, and they're starting to show that a bit more. Dogs, yeah, they're, they're not really going to be rep affected are they? The Raiders? Oh, you wouldn't think so. Jackie no. White has been talked about maybe jagging a wing or a centre spot if no. things go wrong, but. No. There's going to need to be a lot of injuries for that. There's night. already a lot of injuries, that's why I think he's, he's not too far off. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know about Vaughan moving in there, and um, there's not really anyone else oh, there. I don't know. Again, not in, in a to position said, to make it. City, country, he didn't get a jersey, and Fenson didn't get a jersey, so hmm. uh, they're not really touched there. The Bulldogs at four and four. I'm not too worried about. They've still got Graham. I, to come I back. am.
0: I'm, I'm worried about the dogs.
1: Their halves worry me, particularly. With the worry Des Hazler's
0: had to bloody try and fire him up at half time. That's a massive
1: worry. I think they miss James Graham big time. I think James Graham back in makes a hell of a difference. I think as they've done the last couple of years, their forward pack's going to get in there. I've never been a big fan of their halves, and I still don't understand why he hasn't bought a half in. Mm. Hodkinson's not re-signed yet, but I think that's probably going to happen. But I think oh, I thought they looked better with Hodkinson and Boy. Those few weeks they played together, I'm oh, not a big tenor, fan. Tenor, tenor, right. on the Reynolds side of things, so mm. um, yet to be saying Roosters, I'm not worried about. Uh, even though three and five is quite concerning, I think full strength and everything firing, they'll find their way into the eight. They've lost the last four games. They could have won all of them. Yeah, but I just mean on strength of squad, full strength. When Ferguson, Guerra comes back, oh, he's got, there's way too much there. If they miss the finals, they'd, I'd, I'd probably throw Robinson under the bus. Oh. Well, I'm just saying, that side, if you didn't make the act with that side, I think that'd be a firing. No,
0: they're not going to fire
1: him. Oh, I reckon they will. If he doesn't make the act, I'm throwing that out there, he gets fired. No. Uh, well, that's no. my opinion.
0: They could easily be 7-1. and They could be, but they're not. Yeah, I know they're not. So, yeah. But, uh, but it, you know, they've been at the top for a long time. Eventually, luck, or you have a little bit of a run against you with luck, and... That's probably what we're saying. It's better to happen this end of the year than the back end of the year.
1: Yeah. Well, again, if the halves don't get picked and maybe only Kordner goes. Well, if the halves
0: do get picked, that's yeah. going to put some pressure on. Yeah,
1: well, they lose them potentially. Jennings, Tupo, if he gets in there, like, there's a couple of players you could potentially be gone. They're,
0: they're two games under five hundred now.
1: Guerra, if he comes back, is going to play. Friend, if Smith was injured, is in the loop. So, mm-hmm. Napa, there's a lot there. Yeah. They could potentially lose six or seven on their best day. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to think about this. I honestly throw that out there though. If they missed the I think you'd be under big pressure. <laughs> uh, the Warriors move into that three and five bracket. they for me, aside, if we go through on who's disappointing me, they've disappointed me. And I'm going to aim at Sean Johnson again. Yeah. I think Sean Johnson, and I said this to you the other week, I heard a bit of radio when I was driving to Canberra. It was Kiwi covering uh, two Kiwi blokes, I didn't know who, covering the Tigers-Warriors game saying, oh, it's very disappointing to see Chad Townsend. Uh, Chad Townsend getting so much bored, and I'm like well it's probably because he's calling for it yeah. and Sean Johnson's not If you feel the golden boot winner you should be dominant you don't know. Well, you're not out on the field but it looks like it doesn't look like well, he's got a lot of confidence it's fairly obvious though, what's right? going on he's mm. uh, not really involved in the game yeah. Chad Townsend's been dominant uh, you know yeah. I think yeah. Madelino, Hoffman Manning are busting their ass but I don't think Hurrell's been dropped he hasn't been consistent yeah. there's, there's been a couple of issues in key positions but more particularly Sean Johnson if you're the best player in the world you should be contributing. He's contributed next to nothing so far this season. Yeah. If they're going to play finals football, Sean Johnson has to play good football. Fair. Simple as that. So, um, we all know they usually have the rubber the green come rep time. So they're going to have to bank some points. Yeah. The Sharkies. Uh, Gall probably going to be out. Luke Lewis made the Australian side, so I'm guessing that's going to throw him probably close to playing for the Blues again. Would be assumed
0: you'd well, have to think that if you play for Australia feet, uh, a couple of weeks ago we
1: got mail Fafita was back on the Australian side so I'm guessing that means he's basically banked as a blue as well when he's, he, he's healthy mm. um, he's playing this weekend so they potentially lose a couple there Jack Bird I'd have to go on an absolute limb to say he'd get in I don't think he will but no, he's starting in the Harvest for country this week after four in a row games so too early. it's a pretty big elevation but um, to me they're one that they can grind their way home uh, I, I don't know if they will be able to but that'll be need to be seen. The other team on eight and threes, the Paramount Eels, they've been another one that's disappointed me, to be honest. Yeah. Started with so much promise. Uh, they've done that just the last couple of years, and they've just kind of faded a little bit. They've still got a lot of injuries, but the inconsistency is killing me. Uh, these signings have disappointed me a little bit, and um, I don't know when they're going to get a couple of these players back, but uh, they're, they're just flat at the moment. There's too many errors. You know, their football is not really consistent. Their best player to me has been probably Manu Mo he has been. He's been he doesn't get enough ball in and out every single week outstanding and I tell you what I'm even more surprised he offers a bit of ball play on the edge hmm. he's not just a tuck it under his arm and run guy he has a little bit of play on that side that he plays so um, I'm not too sure about them I, I'm, I'd be hesitant after what I've seen after 8 games now to say I can put them in the 8 no Manly they're sitting dead last still 2-6, and six. they've beaten Melbourne twice, I think that shows you that they've got something there. I think the biggest thing for them, if, if we've said this, if 1-7 to seven are intact, it's a matter of whether their forwards can hold. If their forwards can hold them into a game, and it's not the greatest forward pack in the world, there's nothing in the back line to beat any sort. Yeah. And their forwards haven't done that, but uh, I know they've had injuries in key positions, and uh, the forwards haven't been great, but it's been proven in both of those Melbourne games, and it's a very good pack. If they hold their own, and give Cherry Evans some opportunity with Stuart there, and Foran, and Everyone intact. Um, I, I think they'd have to go a very long way. There's some serious stuff would have to happen for them to be able to make the eight. But they've got to go eleven and five, something like that. And you think Cherry Evans would probably be on the bench
0: for Queensland? Eleven and five. Yeah, that will give them thirteen wins. Yeah, eleven and four. Yeah, that's eleven and five. And they've got. They're definitely going to lose Cherry Evans. Yeah. Uh, four not fit. It's a big ask. Mm, I don't. I don't know. Eleven and five. It's possible. But All right. if they lose Cherry Evans, and obviously that's going to put a lot of pressure on.
1: So we've gone through a rough idea there. I'm going to throw this out there right now. If you had to pick a side who you think is a lock for the, the you know a lock for the top four. Oh, I think there's two: the Storm and the Cowboys for me. Storm and Cowboys. I would probably go the Cowboys, even though they're going to be reperfected. I think they've got a little bit more going for them. Uh, moving into the bottom end of that, is there anyone that you could see who? Probably the star there wasn't going to be in the top eight, being a lock now for the top eight. And yeah, that...
0: the Dragons and the Broncos. I didn't have either of them in the top eight.
1: Yeah, well, I would probably agree there again. Someone who should have been in, I had Manly, so that one's probably hurting me.
0: Yeah, I had Manly. I, the other one for me is the Bulldogs. So I...
1: You think they can miss? Yeah, I, I'm really worried about Enough after what walks. you've seen. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, yeah. it's 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 a ridiculous comp, isn't it? I'm, I'm done. Well, was anyone?
0: Here. Is there anyone there who you think uh, right now? It' will, two sides that you you have to put a pen through right now.
1: They right can't now? make the eight. Yeah. Well, I, I'd put it through Manly because, like I said, uh, the, losing Terry Evans, the, the how up and down they've been. That they've got a big turnaround and they're going to lose him. So I I'd think, say
0: for me, I'd say the Sharks and the Eels. They'd be the two I'd put a pen through. Well,
1: it'd be, firstly,
0: it'd, I don't think the Sharks have enough points in them, and, and uh, secondly, I just think the Eels. They, but the Eels between their best and worst, and, and I think even Manly. I think the bottom three you could almost write off. I'd almost go close to writing off the Warriors just for the, the reason that I think the Warriors, the Eels and the Sea Eagles have obviously been the most inconsistent sides. Yeah, well, the Eels... The Sharks have been unlucky, but I just don't think they've got enough points to compete, especially at the back end of the year.
1: Eels and Eagles for me, I'd be happy to put a pen yeah. through. Eagles just because they've got such a mountain to climb and if these injuries keep popping up and down like they have been. And then I think you've probably got a competition of two, four, six,
0: eight. Eight sides for four spots. I think you've got the Tigers, the Rabbitohs, Titans, Panthers,
1: Knights, Raiders, Bulldogs, Roosters. All f- there's eight sides fighting out for four spots. Yeah, well, I'd chuck the Warriors back in that you've left out just because I think they're going to get a good run like they always do during yeah, the during rep. Origin, yeah, but then they so, always
0: flatten out once everyone gets their full complement
1: back. Yeah, well, like I said, And babe, you
0: think at this time, if they went 4-4, four and four, Panthers, I'd agree with you.
1: Panthers need to get players back. That's yet to be seen. Uh, you know, the Titans, can they maintain... The Tigers will they hold on or will they get injuries like they have the last couple of years? Will Melbourne go into a slump? Will the Cowboys go into a the slump? There's a lot of questions here. Mm. Um, you know, and like I said, the strength of schedule and the reps play such a big part. But um, yeah, I- I'm just I'm really really stoked. Last year was the closest competition almost uh, to date. But I think this one we've got potential for an even tighter one this year. Definitely, it's been a great big first eight team. rounds though. Oh, I've been absolutely stoked. But uh, moving in to Mister Gossip's gossip. For this week, uh, he only sent a couple of things through. I think one that a lot of people would have heard by now. Kane Elgy, unfortunately for you, Brock, they're saying they're hoping to announce his signing, but according to Mr. Gossip, it's a done deal two years at Manly. Your thoughts? Well, I'll see.
0: I want it, I want it done in, set in stone. If it's set in stone, I'm. I'm dumbfounded that, well, we've let, we've, that we've let Caesar and, and him go. go. I just can't believe it.
1: Yeah, well, they're going to have to get a replacement. I think I Chad Townsend it. will be one, but we all know that he's probably going to come back to Sydney, so he wouldn't be on your list. So. Just, It just uh, makes yeah. no
0: sense. He's, he's the 20s player of the year. Yeah, well, they didn't make He's a, a Gold Coast junior. They didn't make him feel too well. I, I just... It isn't... That's why you're sitting where you are. That's why you can't make the top eight consistently with roster decisions like that.
1: Yeah, well... It's, that's uh, Gossip's big bit of news bang uh, your head into a, into a desk we'll have to wait and see but I've also heard that they're going to announce the re-signing of the Trevojevic brothers as yep. well as Clinton Gutherson tomorrow there's some re-signing news all in the morning so uh, a little bit coming through there good of them to st- stick by Gutherson after doing his need to because mm. I'm hearing it's a couple of year deal an extra yeah, two years uh, yep. sticking by their young man who's uh, a local junior and uh, yeah, that's that's great to see. The other bit of news was Tim Simona. Obviously, uh, I've got some mail similar to Nofaluma that is a bit, not so much on the nose, but he's had a disagreement with the club or that he's not too happy with how things are going. Uh, as far as contract talks, he's in talks with the Raiders and the Sharks, but in particular, the Sharks are heavy on Tim Simona. I, I think they have to keep him, the Tigers.
0: Mm. Well, well it would be nice to pair Simona up with Latelli, but I'd, I'd be, uh, again, dumbfounded if the Tigers didn't go, go.
1: But yeah. They're saying they need to buy a centre. You've I, got one I'm right lost. there. I'm lost. If you're going to get is. rid of one of your centres, you get rid of Chris Lawrence. You don't get rid of Tim Simona. And we've already seen Hoyter, and I've already said about Watson, Halita, Seve. They've got a bunch of kids. So. Yeah.
0: When's, uh, when's Lawrence off contract?
1: Lawrence, oh, I don't know, I, know if it's this yeah. year, but I bloody hope so. Mm. Uh, I know he's had some unfortunate injuries which have hampered him but he got I mean, he's, absolutely he's played,
0: he's played okay this year He
1: got ginormous money from Tim Sheen's time though and yeah, it was a did. huge long-term deal so he's either going to have to stay for a significant less amount but after watching Hoyta, uh, you know, we've seen what Nofaluma can do when he's healthy I don't know if I'd be able to keep Chris Lawrence around yeah. That's just me. Unless he took the the unders. The only other part of news he's got here is, obviously, we all know Sam Thayde has been playing great, but Gordon Taylor saying it was done by Wayne Bennett to uh, poke the bull because now clubs are going to be in, and uh, guess what? The Cowboys are in for him. So Mm. first they said the Titans, but now we're hearing the Cowboys are interested. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure if they need him. I'd be more interested in keeping a young Ethan Lowes coming off contract. Is that more
0: of an off-field decision? Like getting a Queensland legend?
1: Yeah, but I mean, no, again, looking at what they're going to pay. I think pay.
0: Is. He's, an, he's a North
1: Queensland boy. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, again, looking at what you're probably going to have to pay to get Thiday eh, on the back end of his career. No, I agree. To That's Ethan, what I'm saying. Ethan it's Lowe, more of an off-field decision. Ethan Lowe, you know, you've got Tal Malolo there. You've got those two front rowers. Yeah, uh, it doesn't I, make sense as an on-field decision. No, I think you can get a younger bloke to take a bench. Does, that, or, does that indicate that Tamo might be going? Well, we've all heard a million things there. Uh, I didn't get too much out of the Canberra boys when I was down there. They don't know too much, but I do know that his partner, uh, you know, she's from down there. I met her when I was back there down the day. Um, I'm pretty sure she's a Canberra or around that area. So the word was, you know, they want to go back down to family, but he's knocked that on the head. But that's yet to be seen. I'll have to wait and see. Uh, That's all he had really this week. But the LG piece is the big piece. We've seen a little bit pop up before. He was at an AA meeting tonight. Yeah. Alcoholic. Yeah. People are... <laughs> Pull you at in mate. People are, you know, are, are saying it's possibly going to happen, but gossip reckons it's a done deal. Two years, Kane LG. Stop saying going that. ...going to Manly. Mm. So, rubbing the side on the wounds there for Boxhead. Uh, you're out of the tipping side of things for a moment, but I'll just get through that. We, you can comment on the sides, at least, surely.
0: Yeah, I can. No. Yeah, Yeah. I can talk about the teams. Or righty then. I'm just not allowed to tip or bet.
1: Yeah, well, we've got the Kangaroos versus the Kiwis, obviously, Friday night up there at Suncorp. If you're up that way, make sure you get there early because you've got the females playing beforehand, the Aussie Gillaroo's versus the Kiwi Ferns. Uh, watched a little bit in the nines. That well, was crazy. It was great. They ripped each right. other, didn't they? It's awesome. So make sure you get there for those games in the lead-up to the big event. But uh, Kangaroos versus the Kiwis, I think the Kiwis forward pack. I'll tell is. you what my pet hate is. What? Steve Kearney, name your side.
0: Yeah. One to to 18 or one to
1: 20 or whatever. He puts the squad in like it's got a mystery to it. You've named 18 players, so we can basically fill it in. Just name them. Jesus. Yeah. We've named 20. Just name them. Exactly. All right, Steve. Come on, mate. Uh, Well, looking at this one, we've gone opposites. Mr. Gossip, he went Australia. I've gone the Kiwis. I really like their forward pack. Uh, I like the fact... uh, Maybe so much centre bothers me a little bit because it's probably going to be... Uh, Kenny Dow, Hiku, someone's going to be playing there. It doesn't usually play there, but I like the forward pack too much. So I think their halves will play well. Luke, and they've got a better bench. I think impact-wise, you're probably going to have Tapau, Mower, Harris, these kind of guys coming off the bench with Bromwich and Madalino you know, starting. So, purely yeah, I mean, off the forwards. History
0: tells you that Kangaroos a win.
1: Yeah, um, but Anzac
0: test. I just think the Kiwis uh, have got a side more in form. Uh, apart from the halves, I think Foran and Johnson are the is yeah. obviously the big... Big question. Big question mark. But I'll I with think there. that. Um, I think they've got the better side on paper.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sticking with them. Gossip's going Australia. I've gone the Kiwis with WilliamHill.com for that one. The Australians, they're thirty eight favourites. The Kiwis, $3.10 outsiders. I'm going to be getting me some of that. Uh, the line is minus eight. So, eight start if you want the Kiwis. I like the Kiwis, probably $1 to $12, 4 dollars 60 well, 12 and a half start if you want to be a bit of multi-value, $1.58. Great times right there. Very, very happy. Um, what have we got? We've got the Junior Kangaroos and the Junior Kiwis. Not going to go uh, in great depth about the lineups, but uh, the Junior Kangaroos have got a multitude of NRL experience in this side. The Junior Kiwis, I looked at it earlier. The only name I could see that has had NRL experience so far, Lamale Lavave, has played one game. There's a lot of promising young players and that's, oh, Nelson Solomon debuted for Melbourne on the weekend, but uh, in the, the Australian side, Jackson Hastings, Branko Lee, Robert Jennings, Ewan Aitken, Valentine Holmes, Joe Offahangiawe, Matty Lodge, Tepei morale they got a ridiculous amount of NRL experience. So.
0: Yep, two Panther boys in there, Fish Harris and uh,
1: Katoa, I, they'll they'll, uh, they'll hold their own. Mm-hmm they'll hold their own don't worry about that it'll be a good game to watch can't wait for it there's some great kids in this game uh, make sure you watch that one on Saturday up there at Seabus Stadium we both went the junior kangaroos in this one gossiping myself there is no odds up for that game on williamhill.com yet I'm guessing how tall as be...
0: that game kick off it doesn't say
1: nah it doesn't have that up there so it must
0: be is it the, is it the early game it must yeah be the it'll be before the, the two so test like three matches. o'clock or something yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we'll have to wait so awesome 5.30 is the other game kicking off but Fiji versus Papua New Guinea up there on the Saturday as well at Seabus Super Stadium there's no odds for these two games the Samoa Tonga one and Fiji PNG uh, this one I wanted to flip a coin to be honest I, I looked at the Fiji side and I thought Uate's playing country uh, Kane Evans got picked Dylan Napa there's a couple of guys that sh- usually would be playing on their side Tarek Sims that are all playing in other fixtures so yeah. um, they've been stripped down a little bit their back line's still pretty good They've still got Corbin, Coruscant. The two Albert um, boys. Yeah, and the Safedi brothers. If you watch this game, keep an eye on them. Two Newcastle 20s kids. They're brilliant players. Daniel Safedi, Jacob Safedi. They're awesome. Uh, I'm looking at the Papua New Guinea side. It, it's very, very hard to tear myself here. The two Alberts, as Brock mentioned, from Penrith. Uh, Nana McDonald plays for the Roosters. Reese Martin was a former Roosters boy. Uh, Luke Page is in there. Ray Thompson. And then the rest of them play in the Hunters side of yeah, Queensland. That, Cup. That's going to really stiffen them up. So I really, and on top of that, they play together all the time. Yeah, by those few players. Yeah,
0: so. that's where the two albums come from. Yeah, they, they played uh, up there.
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm really. I want to tip PNG. Well, Stanton
0: did last year. Young Stanton. Wellington obviously was in the twenties here, but yeah, they're now both here at Penrith. But well, I want
1: to. I really want to tip Papua. That's here. going to be a great game. Yeah, well, I should it's be an awesome. I, game. I should be tipping Papua, but for some reason, I want to stick with Fiji just because of Beatty and a couple of these other blokes. And I'm looking forward to watching Fabian Goodall. I've gone Fiji, Mr. Gossip. He's gone Papua New Guinea. Uh, Samoa versus Tonga. Samoa didn't name their side on time last night due to not knowing who was in and out, so they've just chucked up a squad as well. Yeah, um, They didn't name it, but roughly I wrote down a team. Um, I had Vito, Navido, Leilua, and Monga as the back line. Uh, it's a pretty good back line. Tuma will be one of the halves. I'm not too sure about the halfback, though. Um, Ford pack, Cassiano, Armour, Pritchard, Suaso, Sue, Maguire, and then they're going to have Lasone, Isaac, Lou, Dunamis, Louis, and Peiru. Probably on the bench, so a pretty good side. Uh, looking at Tonga, I think in the back line, they're, they're pretty close. I think probably Samoa's got the edge there, but Tonga's got Lola here, Tefua, Hurl, Kata, and Fenua. Halves with Langin Luani. Uh, the Ford pack, I think, probably not as strong. Fayoso, Terapo, Manu, Ma'u. Uh, Sikamanu Tokiaho and the bench. They've named 19. Uh, this time was hard, but we both went Samoa. I went Tonga last year. I think Samoa had a good upset, didn't they? Mm, I can't remember. I think we were all very big on Tonga last year, and Samoa beat them Penrith there again, wasn't mm.
0: it? Yeah, it's been at Penrith the last few years. So, yeah,
1: I, I think it, it'll be a great game. It always is. I'm going to go Samoa uh, this year, so we've both gone Samoa there. And the other fixture, obviously, city-country. Uh, you know, I think... This one's always hard because it's only Monday right now. Yeah. And you can expect... You don't know what side it's going to be. Yeah, well, right we already, we've already had Kieran and Walker pull out. And, uh, you know, obviously that's led to Joseph Polo coming in and Austin moving into a starting position. Tedesco moves on to a wing and for Country, Mullen pulled out. Bird went to the starting side and Mitch Rhodes on the bench. I looked at the same deal. I looked at back lines. I thought City has the better back line. I looked at the halves. I liked Country's halves better. The Ford packs I thought were pretty even, but I looked at the benches and that tipped me towards country. Hmm. Uh, I looked at Vaughan, Sims, James, and Rain as compared to Evans, Gillard, Clark, and Paula. Uh, I think there's a little more impact off the country bench. So, yeah. It's an absolute flip of the coin. And they always
0: say they play with more, they've got more to play for. Yeah. Country, the country boys, but.
1: Oh, and, but in the in the end, when I looked at it, I thought there was a few more guys that have been talked about for City for Origin. So I've tipped City. So I was gossip. But in my heart of hearts, I I think Country get the win. But I'm going off. Uh, Usually,
0: the underdog always wins this game.
1: Yeah. Well, whoever whoever the hot it was pot more, is. It was more the names I looked at, and I thought there was more guys in the City side that have been talked about. Uh, you know, when We look we, at Moylan, Tedesco, Roberts. There's Moylan, Tedesco, Roberts, Reynolds, Fafita's got to prove himself. Oh, David Clemmer's yeah. got a chance after playing for Australia. Wade Graham's potentially yeah. going to jag a spot if uh, Watman moves out of the side this year. There's a couple of guys there. So yeah. more on that side of things. I think there's a few more that are in serious talks. Um, so in that, I went City. Gossip's gone City. There is odds for this one with WilliamHill.com. Country are $2 outsiders with City, the favourites, at a dollar eighty. Uh, This game, it's at Wagga Wagga if you want to head out there to McDonald Park. Uh, The line is 1.5, so very, very, very tight affair. 1-12 to is probably the market you'll be looking for this one. They're always close games. $3.65 for country, $3.45 for city. So, yeah, looking forward to I Actually, I I think these are better better lineups in the last couple of years, but, again, it's more the fact it's Monday. Who else is going to pull out? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm a little bit... Little bit torn as to see if we get. The well, massive. they had their medicals today, so realistically, you shouldn't have anyone else pull out. Yeah, I bloody hope not, because the last couple of years has been an exodus as the week's gone on, and there's just been some random blokes playing.
0: Yeah, you think?
1: Yeah, you'd last think year's game. If they're going to pull out, out they pull out now. Yeah. Last year's game was good. The year before was terrible. Yeah. The year before, I think we were watching it at the pub, weren't we? And we were both just like, we are. Yeah. It was diabolical. Last year was really good. Uh, I think, didn't City get away with it and then Country come back? I
0: think so, yeah, raining yeah.
1: back in. They had a hell of a game. Jamal Idris, there was a couple of blokes in that game that had been quiet during the year that really stepped up. So, yeah. uh, I'm re- I'm hoping for uh, you know plenty of blokes to stick their hand up the play Origin, because at the moment, there's probably plenty of spots open for New South Wales. Yeah, players. definitely. That's for sure. But uh, really looking forward to this rep round, Brock. I really am. Yeah, me too. It's, It'll be good. It's nice. I think, you know, all
0: sides are all going to need a week off. I know. Holden Cup boys are having a lighter week this week. Mm. But, it, yeah, the start of the season is so hectic, and with especially the warm weather in the first month of the comp, um, it always takes its toll. But, uh, yeah, I look, I look forward to it. It's, it's just got a different vibe to it, doesn't it, the, the rep round? Um, and then, obviously,
1: all focus after this weekend will shift to, to state of origin. Mm. That's where all the talk will be. Well, there's not a lot to bet on this weekend, but there will be odds up, I'm guessing, for those Pacific Island uh, games and also you've obviously got the Anzac Test match between the Kiwis and the Aussies and the City Country Games. So make sure if you're going to have a bet on those games or any sport, it is with williamhills.com. And on top of that, our other partners, uh, the NRL Profits. If you want a bit of help with your betting, make sure you get on with the profits because if you're tired of constantly losing money to the bookies, it's time you join them. Over 70 units of profit in Season 2014. The service includes quality betting recommendations for Rugby League, including NRL and the Super League. So if you watch the Super League, a bit of advice there. The NRL Profits has a special offer to all listeners of the 5th and Last NRL podcast. It is a 10% discount off all the Access All Profits packages. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash 5th and Last to take advantage and profit with the Profits. But that wraps us up. Uh, Done the Fast Five. We reviewed those games, highs and lows, talked about the rep fixtures, and we had a bit of a look at the ladder, Brock. So uh, it's a bit weird that it's Monday. This this is kind of freaking me out, to be honest. It's good. It is good.
0: More time for people to download and listen.
1: Yeah, i got a long week, a bit of a week off, and a bit of a fresh take. But everyone, enjoy your week, and enjoy your rugby league. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, 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 where,
0: what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.